Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 16th of September, 2022. And on today's show, we discuss the news from Andrew Marshawn that the Pac-12 and ESPN reportedly hundreds of millions of dollars apart. What does that mean for the Big 12? And also we'll look at this weekend's slate of action and make some picks. Not the best slate, but still some exciting matchups on there and games to pick against the spread. That's coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, brought to you today by BetOnline and BetOnline.net, the best place to get in on the action today. All right, so today's show, a couple things coming up about the Pac-12 news I'd mentioned and uh, games this weekend but first make sure you all subscribe we're above 2100 subscribers that next target is 2200 and the goal is still 2500 now by the end of september let's see if we can make it there i know it's a big push two weeks but two weeks let's see if we can push this thing to 2500 subscribers on youtube please go ahead and do so if you still want to join in our cbs sports pick them Every single week, you can. The group is called Locked On Big 12. Password is Big 12. One word together, no space, no caps. And you guys, if you finish top three at the end of the year, you have a chance to win a prize, prize packs uh, from our folks here at Locked On. All right, let's do it. So if you all hadn't heard this news, I don't blame you. It kind of gets lost in the mud during all of this, uh, what's happening right now. But there's an awesome podcast hosted by John Orand of the Sports Business Journal, as well as Andrew Marchand of New York, the uh, New York Post. And it's a sports media podcast that those two guys do together that is really informative. And I mean, it's just all about sports media. And one of the things that was discussed um, was the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and ESPN's TV negotiations. And what Andrew Marchand said this week, the quote directly here is the, the Pac-12 and ESPN are hundreds of millions of dollars apart, or hundreds of millions apart on a new deal. Um, and that could, you know, once again, it could mean several, several things here, but he said, you know, they are hundreds of millions of dollars apart. So that could mean on a, you know, one year basis, it could mean on a, you know, in totality, whatever it is, but that was kind of the, the headline that caught a lot of people's eyes and Bob Thompson, who I mentioned before, a former exec at Fox Sports, said hundreds of millions may be a bit of an overstatement given the value is only 300 plus million, he said, give or take 50 million. But clearly, there is not going to be a deal reached anytime soon if the bid slash ask is so far apart. Now, we heard from, I think John Canzano had mentioned this, he kind of expected a deal or some kind of something to be, um, you know, to be talked about or released or whatever in the Pac 12. Following Labor Day weekend, we have not seen that. This is kind of only, you know, some of the only news that we have had so far. And obviously, early you know, negotiations could still be in the early kind of portion of what's happening, but also something that they had mentioned or that, that uh, Andrew Marchand had mentioned is that uh, there could be now a focus on digital. I think John Willner had said the same thing too. The Pac-12 might be focused on digital. Um and so he mentioned an Apple TV Plus as somebody who could come in and purchase the Pac-12 streaming 
and you know do that to sell subscriptions. He mentioned that we've talked about the MLS a lot on here, but the MLS is something that the Apple TV people they went and they purchased uh, to drive subscriptions. You know, you might say, well, MLS isn't really that popular of a sport, ah, but the fan base is very loyal, and so you know, soccer fans are super loyal. And if that's the only place you can go to watch your team, people will go there to watch their team. It's one of those, once again, it's it's one of those sports that is hyper hyper local, obviously, with the way that it, you know that, that it works. So you know, those people in those markets will, will will go to buy it. It'll drive subscriptions. That's the goal there when you make a big play to buy. I know it's Apple. You know, I know it's MLS, uh, but still, that is the goal with that. So I, I think that is something that we have to watch. As well, the opinion was seconded, uh, or his opinions about this have been seconded by John Wilder and John Canzano. Uh, they have a podcast that is together. Um, they don't believe it is it is that much. Uh, they they do agree though that Amazon and Apple could give the Pac-12 some badly needed leverage in talks to ESPN, and maybe that would allow them to split their rights between ESPN and Amazon. So. Uh, it also seems like uh, there were some productive talks between the Pac-12 and ESPN less than a month ago, but we really don't know how you know what what that means, how productive it is. So you you take all this in totality, right? The the idea still being here that the Pac-12 and ESPN are somewhat far apart on what would be a new television deal, and needing somebody else to come in. Now the Big 12, look, they might need this too. They might need somebody else to come in at the time being, but we had Andrew Marchand on Big 12 today on Sirius XM Radio, Channel 375, and he said to us, he said, you know, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are both not in great spots, to be honest. You know, they're, you know, they're not both in excellent spots. But he said it's kind of only going to be – the gist of what he was saying was really there's kind of only going to be one that's in a really bad spot. And what he means by that is, you know, you need – at least the Pac-12 and also the Big 12's case too – you need unity. You need unity between the ADs and the presidents, and they need to make sure that they like what they're hearing in these television negotiations, or that could, you know, because all it takes is one to defect. And then whatever negotiation the pre, you know, what was happening is kind of, um, it's not, you know, it's, it's kind of nullified in some ways. Right. I mean, you know, I know Arizona wouldn't be a huge loss, but let's just say if Arizona went and contacted the big 12 and said, look, we don't like what we're hearing on the side of things about the television contract. We'd like to come and join the big 12. And you know, that's all it takes for what's happening with the PAC 12 to become a little bit different. It changes the equation for them. And so these defections, not saying they're going to happen, but we have to acknowledge that there is a possibility that, that, you know, it could come not soon, but look like the way this is trending, you know, uh, either one of the, you know, a couple things have to happen. Number one, the, the PAC 12 does need a streaming partner to come in and talk to them. They definitely need a streaming partner to come in and talk, uh, to help leverage them with ESPN. Because if you're ESPN at this point, I mean, they really could just wait this thing out and see if the, the big 12 picks up PAC 12 schools and then goes that direction. Or, you know, maybe the, the one thing I could say the Pac-12 is if ESPN doesn't want the whole Pac-12 package, maybe they take part of it, right? Maybe they take a little bit of it. You know, there's there's probably a case that look, they might not want the whole thing. They might they might just want some of the late night inventory and say that's kind of what we're paying for here. That's that's what we want. We want you know 
10 o'clock or seven o'clock for a big Oregon Washington game. Uh, you know, that that's kind of the inventory that they're certain, you know, Friday night pack 12 action, whatever it is, that could be the inventory they're searching for. If they're hundreds of millions of dollars apart, yeah, it sounds like ESPN doesn't want to pay for the whole shebang and might just end up paying for part of it. But to, to have that happen, really, what the Pac-12 would need is probably a streaming partner to come in and so they could, you know, divvy up this pie halfway. And look, I, I think there's a case to be made that ESPN and ba- the Big 12 will divvy up the pie in some way, shape, or form. ESPN's not going to go for the whole shebang either on that end. But you think about, you know, the the kind of the usefulness, the time slots, once again, what we watched last week was Big 12 action from dawn until dusk. I mean, 11 a.m. Central kickoff all the way until 1 a.m. Central time, whenever it was it got done there on the East Coast. So it was around 2 a.m. when I was getting done with that, that BYU or uh, Baylor game. Um, the, that, the inventory options for the Big 12 have now become greater, and they have a chance to get even stronger if they add more teams. And I know a lot of you fight me on the – you know on the television window thing. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, a lot of you all, I, I will admit this, are probably correct in having a team in the fourth time zone does make the fourth television window a little easier. I will concede I will concede that. Uh, but I also think, like, adding Utah and Arizona, this is more to my point, adding Utah and Arizona and Arizona State does give you more flexibility to play games at 10 o'clock, right? Uh, we know, obviously, you know, Arizona, you know, is is – daylight savings where they, they they don't acknowledge it so you know it's kind of they split their time right with, with being uh two hours and three hours back with the east coast and i know utah is in certain is in the mountain time zone but still you kind of get my gist with look they just play a 10 o'clock game at byu they can play 10 o'clock games in salt lake city and in provo and that would be uh you know that would help them with the, the late window but obviously a west coast team period would also help and so i know a lot of you had mentioned san diego state I think that's a team that maybe both these conferences will fight for. Do you think, once again, John Willner makes a good point with that? Look, if, if the if the Pac-12 let the Big 12 come into San Diego and scoop up San Diego State uh, in their backyard, then you should probably just fold up shop at that point in time if you are the Pac-12. That you know that's that's a school that you just you can't let the Big 12 just come and take and stake their flag on the West Coast. You know, at, at the school that you should probably end up getting. So I think that is something that's important to watch. Also, too. Um, you know, you got to be careful with some of the stuff you're reading. Because once again, like we, I, I've worked with John Wilner, or not worked with him, but you know, I, I worked on shows where we had John Wilner on, and he tweeted something uh, yesterday about the the state of things between the Big Twelve and um, he tweeted, let's see, uh, oh yeah, so he said checked with ESPN about its contract dealings with the Big Twelve and was told the statement from August 31st still stands, no change. Here it is for those who missed the original. ESPN said we regularly engage in conversation around the future with all our partners. But to be clear, we have not opened contract negotiations with the Big 12 at this time. Okay, so that that's that could be true. But, 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 uh, Brett Yormark last week at BYU or be on BYU game day, like their pregame television show, whatever it was, went and said that he met in Los Angeles with the people from Fox and the week, uh, the week prior, he had met with people from ESPN. So... Uh, and I don't think they were just talking about the state of things. They were definitely discussing the future television contract. So, um, you know, this might just be semantics, but you got to be careful out there with some of this because that feels a little, I feel a little misled with comments like that from someone like John Wilner saying, oh, well, you know, their, their comment still stands. Well, they met with Brett Yormark two weeks ago. So if they're meeting with Brett Yormark two weeks ago, 
those conversations are definitely happening. I know this week we have not been heavy on, um, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this. We have not been heavy this week on a lot of expansion slash television talk because, you know, uh, it's been a busy week for football and whatnot. But I think it was a good time to catch up on this Friday because the Andrew Marshan $100 million comment is interesting for the Big 12 in several ways. Number one, can they take advantage? You know, is, is there an avenue here to take advantage of this? Um, to poach teams potentially or to, you know, to get a deal done with ESPN or whatever it is sooner. That, that is there. It's also to, you, you hope this is not a harbinger of things to come for the Big 12. You hope that the Big 12 doesn't end up being hundreds of millions of dollars apart themselves with the Pac-12. But I think, once again, this shows ESPN's got appetite for both the Big 12 and for the Pac-12. But to me, it, I think they want some consolidation in there. And I th- I think they feel like, if the Big 12, or even reverse if you want to, but if the Big 12 took Pac-12 schools, they could go and get a piece of whatever that conference is, and that could fill inventory once again. We're talking about from 11 a.m. Central all the way until 1 a.m. Central, the flexibility that the new Big 12 conference can give you in terms of putting something on TV, that it's already giving them now of putting teams on TV, is I, I think it's, it's another feather in the cap for the Big 12 can they do late night games all the time at this point? No, they can't. They cannot do it all the time at this point. But if they do make a couple more additions, if you know if you're adding more BY, if you're adding uh, more teams out there, I mean, yeah, you begin, you can begin to fill up that slate a bit more. Right now, you're probably at four or five with the way BYU plays, and obviously we talked about doing some other teams late night as well. But I think the hundred million dollar comment that we're talking about here, it should be viewed as a positive for the Big Twelve because there's ways to take advantage. But look. We, we can't, you know, I love the Big 12 Conference. It's locked on Big 12 Podcast, obviously. Big 12 flag is flying behind me. But we can't just be all, um, you know, it can't be all sunshine and rainbows with all this. We have to be real. That could be bad news to the Big 12 in terms of how much ESPN is willing to give them. It could be a sign to the Big 12, too, to go and um, get things going. I know television is not supposed to be involved. Um you know, I, I I know TV is not supposed to be involved with the moves in the conference, but come on now. We all know it is. I don't think that we're hearing about, you know, Brett Yormark meets with ESPN two weeks ago. We also heard comments in the recent weeks about Brett Yormark saying he wants another team in a fourth time zone. I don't think those two things are, um, you know, those probably, I mean, they could be exclusive type uh, um, comments, if you will, but really those are linked, right? I mean, that's what ESPN would want, a, a conference that can fill time at 11 a.m., at 3.30, at 7 p.m., and at 10 p.m., uh, you know, I'm just, just going to throw out time slots there. We, we, you know, whenever they could fill it, the Big 12 could do that with if, if they add it. Now they can do it, too. They can do it more often if they add more teams. So Pac-12, it doesn't sound like it's good. They, they're going to need one of these streaming partners to come in. Definitely think it could happen, though. Not saying it won't because those streaming partners are very, very eager um, but you know, and, and so they could come in right now because their exclusive window is open. The big 12 right now could only properly talk to ESPN and Fox. So we'll see if that streamer comes along and helps out the pac 12 or not, but that's a big development. Uh, you know, look, is it a hundred million in one year? Is it a hundred million over the course of time? Whatever. It's still a large chunk of change and it shows that there is a divide. Now, look, it's negotiations. So you expect some, some discourse, but the, the gist of the comment from Marshan was that there is some separation there in, in with, with those with the conference and with ESPN. 
All right. And also, you didn't mention Fox. Like, does Fox even want into the Pac-12? You know, that wasn't really brought up. I'm not even sure if they want any anymore. All right. Quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. You go to BetOnline today to get in on the action this weekend. All of the odds are there to number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs this season. Uh, you'll find the latest developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, and scores. It's also a continued source for your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite events, and uh, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, NASCAR, F1, all that stuff is there too. BetOnline and BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, so um, the games this weekend aren't great, so we'll take a, you know we'll take a tour through them uh, real fast here and make some picks. I did a show with Danny Cannell on Thursday night where we kind of looked at the the four big matchups from this week. So not going to spend a ton of time on all of these games because we already spent Danny. I spent like twenty five you know to thirty minutes on, on the big four this week. So let's go uh, first eleven a.m. on Fox Oklahoma ten and a half. So when I put this down at Nebraska. The under feels like a good play here. I'm kind of with the under. I know the I know the uh, I, I've kind of come around on this one because Nebraska, even though Nebraska's defense is really bad, I feel like the under could still be the play here. Uh, 67 and a half, man. That's a big total. It's a big total. It's a big ask for these two teams. I mean, you know, if you go, uh, you know, 31 28, uh, still ain't gonna cover this for you. You know, even if it was that score, 31 20 and covered for you. So it depends on you know how many points you think Nebraska or or Oklahoma is going to score against Nebraska. I will say I expect an inspired performance from Nebraska this week. I expect them to hang in this game and be there. And Casey Thompson, obviously, will be a quarterback. Like their offense is pretty good. First real test for the OU defense is this weekend too. This is a really difficult game. I think I'm going to go with the Sooners and lay the points on the road, but you expect a motivated. I mean, I, I could flip on, I, I, you know, uh, tomorrow morning when I'm actually going to, you know, place a wager in this game, I could totally flip from that. So this is, this to me is a stay away, right? I know I have to make picks. So I'll just go with the big 12 team. OU minus 10 and a half, but man, I do not feel good about it. Um, just because, I mean, what we've got no clue what we're going to get from Nebraska this week. Absolutely no clue. Uh, next game was th- three o'clock game on ESPNU kind of the, going to these big games. Uh, Kansas getting eight and a half at Houston over under is 57 and a half uh, 57 right now. Excuse me. I think KU covers in this game. Uh, Dana Holgerson made an interesting comment earlier this week that I, I mentioned. He said that preparing for Kansas is much like preparing for Navy because they're running kind of a lot of spread option type stuff. You know, it kind of looks like a little bit of a, uh, um, you know what they're running kind of a little bit of a, of, of a coastal Carolina type vibe that they've got to them. Another road spot here, but I'm going to take KU plus the points. Not sure they went out right. Houston's still a good team. They need a defense to show up a bit more, especially up front. They can disrupt that running game from Kansas, score some points, or they could pull away in this game, but they need to be better up front. They have been so far uh, this year, or just better getting to the quarterback causing pressure. They caused a lot of mistakes last week, but kind of all around, they need to polish up some stuff. The, um, the, the Houston defense does. I'll take KU plus the points. All right, Texas Tech plus 10. At NC State on ESPN two, mentioned this one the other night as well. I'm going to go with NC State here because I think this is a game where they clean up a lot of stuff. Texas Tech's playing with house money; they can return home next week. I mean, they got Texas at home next week, and after losing this game and still be fine after what they've done so far this year, 
losing your starting quarterback and then beating a top 25 team and they were favored. They did, they got the job done at home in a game that was very dicey, converting a fourth and 20. I think it's a really good start for them. And so I think NC State needs this one to get back on track more than Texas Tech needs this game. Um, next one, Longhorn Network, 7 p.m. Central, UTSA at number 21, Texas. The Longhorns are 12 and one half point favorites over under of 61 and a half. Look, I know Jeff Trailer has got a really, really well-coached group there at UTSA. Um, they've had a lot of shuffling on the offensive line. And and I think you mentioned yesterday, we talked to, talked to him on Big 12 Radio, um, four tackles, I think he said, are out. And, you know, usually when you hear from a coach, you get become more confident in a team. Uh, I'm less confident because of that. If Texas brings it, like they brought it last week on defense, they should be able to harass uh, UTSA pretty well. I think that they're going to be able to do it. I would also chuck this one. I feel like this is a great game to chuck in a teaser. I really think this would be a game that you want to toss in a teaser. I mean, I think a a Texas uh, NC State teaser where you can get that, you know, if you want to go or you want to toss a third team in there, uh, I'd even give you maybe, let's see if you can go Big 12 related, maybe you toss a KU into the teaser. Uh, if you want to make it a, you know, a six-point teaser, you get KU plus 14 and a half. You could get uh, NC State minus four. And then you could do, uh, you know, uh, Texas minus seven and a half, somewhere in that range, or six and a half, whatever it would be, a six-point teaser, yeah, six and a half. Uh, that could be a prime teaser candidate right here, tease this line down, if you want if you want to do that. Um, I, I just think that that's kind of something that would be ripe for that kind of situation with that. All right, uh, the let's go more Big Twelve games here. I have the Baylor B, uh, the B, excuse me, BYU versus Oregon game on there. Um, Texas State against Baylor, uh, you know, the lines minus thirty. So I mean, Baylor's probably gonna be angry. So they probably beat the hell out of out of Texas State. Uh, not a whole lot more there for you on that one. Noon Central Time, ESPN Plus, Towson against West Virginia. This one, West, there's no spread in this. West Virginia needs to get after their ass. They really need to. Uh, I'm picking like all the Big 12 teams against the spread this week. I need to change that. Uh, oh, I know I picked NC State. NC State. Um, West Virginia just get after Towson. They're two and zero. They have a you know dynamic quarterback. Sounds like over there at Towson, but West Virginia should get after. Should get after Towson. Uh, Tulane, Kansas State, ESPN Plus at three o'clock, hammering Kansas State here. This is also a teaser candidate too. Uh, they're gonna throw the ball a little bit this game. I think just to kind of get that part of the offense going before they play OU, but. Man, their defense is flying around. Should have a ton of confidence. I know Willie Fritz's teams are always prepared, but I think Kansas State continues to roll. Their de- guys, their their defense is what we call a hammer. Uh, that's a hammer right there. That that defense is a hammer at home against a Tulane team. That look, I'm not really sure how how good they are um, this year. They had a lot of problems last year. They're back, kind of back on track at two and zero this season. Big wins over UMass and Alcorn State. So really doesn't tell you a a whole lot. Um, obviously Michael Pratt is back and we saw him, you know, of, of fame from last year when he did so well, uh, he did so well against Oklahoma. I think it was him in the Oklahoma game. So I'm going to take Kansas State. I'm going to lay the 14. I'm not going to worry about it because I think even when their offense doesn't play well, once again, the defense is such a hammer. And if they finish drives a little bit better than they did last week off turnovers, they should be able to cover the spread. In my opinion, Arkansas Pine Bluff at Oklahoma state. What do you want me to say? They should hammer them. <laughs> They should, they should beat the hell out of them in this game. Uh, last game, one of the mentioned here too, is BYU 
at Oregon. Now, Oregon, I think, needs this game a lot more. So I would take Oregon minus three and a half. BYU, it sounds like we're not, you know, Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney. I haven't seen anything uh, about that. Danny had said that maybe they won't play. If they don't play again, man, like I, I think um, I think it's kind of going to be uh, – let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, the young kid feels ready to go, Roberts. But the other kid, Nakua, the kids, Nakua and Romney, I, I don't, I'm not sure they're going to play in this game uh, for BYU. So there you go. All right, that will do it for today's show. I know I didn't spend a ton of time in the games. Obviously, we'll, we did yesterday. Um, we'll spend a lot more on the next week's slate. I mean, the Big 12 slate next week is going to be, obviously, we, we know we got the KU, uh, Kansas State-Oklahoma game. It's going to be awesome. It's an 8 o'clock game. Um, but you get West Virginia, Virginia Tech. I'll be at that game Thursday night, Lane Stadium. You get Baylor at Iowa State. You get T- Iron Skillet, TCU, and SMU. Duke and Kansas, maybe Duke going for win number three or four. We'll see. Uh, Texas at Texas Tech and Kansas State, Oklahoma. So next week we have one, two, three, four, five, six games. But all six games have some intrigue in some way, shape, or form. I mean, rivalry games with the Iron Skillet and uh, with SMU and TCU. Baylor needing a big win on the road against Iowa State, or else the, Baylor might be two and two at that point. Duke, you know, once again, Duke going for that win. Texas Tech hosting uh, Texas and a game they got smoked in last year. And then Kansas State at Oklahoma, obviously on Fox late night game. We don't need any more introduction for that. So, Definitely going to have more on those games next week. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can follow me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Make sure you all subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Like the videos. Tap the bell for notification. All of those things. Uh, all right, my friends. Till next time, as always, stay safe and enjoy your weekend.